The Man Trip Show. Hello and welcome to the Man Crib Show, second edition. I'm Joe, and there's Dave way over there. Say hi, Dave. What's going on, guys and gals? Um, as always, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you uh, get on either Facebook or Twitter or follow the live link that is on our Facebook site um, and chime in, send us um, your comments, your questions, your concerns, and be sure to use the hashtag TMCSLive on Twitter. We would love... Uh, to hear what's going on out there. Indeed. And don't let me say the hashtag or I will botch it every time. Guaranteed. <laughs> hey, it happens. All right, Dave, you know, uh, I got to throw this out there because I'm getting more and more conscious uh, and conscience. I, 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 don't, I guess those are interchangeable. I don't really know. But I pay more attention to what my neighbors are starting to think now that I'm getting a little bit older. And uh, yesterday, I think I did something that my dad probably would do. Uh-oh. I was, out, I was out in my front lawn with a shop vac <laughs> vacuuming my lawn. <laughs> what were you vacuuming for? All right, so I have a tree out in front of my house um, that has galls in it. I didn't know anything about yeah, I know. I see your face, but people can't see you because you're not making noise. Okay, calls. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I have these things in my tree that um, keep falling down in my yard, and it's a pain in the neck to go out there and rake them up. And I've raked my yard about, I don't know, four or five times in the last two weeks. And uh, finally, I just got tired of it, got a little creativity flowing, just like the old man would do. Got the shop back, got out there in the front lawn, and was shot back and away. And uh, little did I know, man, I got the galls up. I got some acorns up, some rocks, all, all the dead grass that's in the lawn. Sounds like something the old man would come up with. It's pretty genius. Now, when you say galls, are them similar to gumballs or completely different species of tree? <laughs> it, it's uh, nothing to do with the tree itself other than... Uh, the way it was explained to me, and I'm probably going to botch this all up, but the way it was explained to me is something about a wasp stings the tree and then something grows underneath the bark and it makes like this uh, golf ball-sized ball. Um, and then obviously the weight of the ball on the limb. Um, and evidently squirrels like to eat these things too. I found that out. So, um, yeah, I've been vacuuming up. Um, gall dust from uh, my front lawn, and then the neighbors are getting a hell of a kick out of it. Yeah, were you wearing your bathrobe and the tube socks and the whole nine, or just <laughs> Uncle Eddie style, or just traditional vacuuming? T traditional shorts, T-shirt, backwards ball cap, and uh, 100-foot extension cord, <laughs> and uh, and vacuum. But, hey, you, you have to admit, man, we're we're getting older now, so there are definitely things that you do now and you think, oh, crap, Dad would have done that. Oh, yeah. I'm 
number one, it's more of what I say than what I do. I find myself being a little bit uh, pessimistic or, as I like to think of it, a realist. And it drives my wife absolutely crazy. Every time she goes to do something, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Ah, yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. Eventually, she calls me Mike, and we go on about our business, and life's good. As you know, though, anytime you're trying to fix something, the first call I make is to the old man. But this is after I've already tried something that he would have tried in the first place. So I'm calling I'm calling the same person that I'm already thinking like, and he's given me the same idea of his that I've already tried, and most of the time it's Jerry Riggett. Yes. It's I always stop and I think, what do I have in the house that would work? Not what is the proper fix. What do I have in the house? And that's definitely the old man. And if I don't have it, I can guarantee in one of the sheds he has, you will find the piece that you need to fix whatever is broken. Well, please do not remove any of the seven pictures hanging in my house because I'm sure there are multiple different size and different color screws and or nails and or thumbtacks, whatever you could find. Because you know what? We're, we're creatures of, of what we see. And anytime, uh, as kids, anytime uh, mom wanted something done, like you said, it was like, well, let's go head out to the shed and let's see what we have in there and let's make it happen. I'll never forget that story mom told of dad's frustration level, which I get to a point. He's hanging up a uh, piece of paneling and he's taking this piece of paneling out three or four times, cutting it around the window. Finally gets it in there and it's real close, just not fitting. So he takes the hammer and says, screw it, and just pounds, pounds it around the frame of the window till it fits. Says the curtains are covered, honey, and goes on about his business. Well, those were kind of my famous words, too, putting up trim. It was just like, well, that's a really wide gap between the trim, but hey, I have caulk. I can caulk it. And that, that's, that's definitely something the old man would do. That is one of his notorious lines. No matter what it is, you always get that... uh well, you got any caulk? I mean, you could probably fill that with a little caulk. So, yeah, I can definitely keep a tube or ten laying around the house. As Dave and I are talking about uh, some things that are popping up that we have definitely turned into our dads and things that we do, feel free to uh, jump on Twitter. Use the hashtag TMCSLive. And if you have something crazy that your uh, dad or, hey, you want to throw your mom in there too, you know, moms do some some silly, crazy things as well. If you have some things that your parents did and you find yourself doing those now, go ahead and throw those up on Twitter with the hashtag TMCSLive. We'd love to uh, see that we're not the only ones turning into our parents. Yeah, and it happens more every day. I've noticed, uh, as we were discussing before the show started, you have a motorcyclist riding by your uh, window. I get these, I'm about a block away from the main drag here in town, and I get the kids with the boom and bass which was us 15, 10 years ago, as loud as we could. And I, I just want to choke them. I don't know why. I, I, I love music, but I hate the damn bass. Let's, let's back this up because when you were 16, I distinctly remember you had this black, I think it was a low rider, uh, low Chevy S10, with the full-blown camper shell and was blacked out. And the only reason for the camper shell was to haul like a, an 18 inch sub and some two tens and like 5,000 watts of power amps. And women. But yes, that's what, that's exactly it. And the louder the, I didn't, couldn't hear the words. 
and I don't know why anyone would want to do that at this point, but it's, yeah, I love the bass. I am not all about the bass anymore. I can say that. I had a similar situation, man. When I was uh, 16, 17, and you probably remember this box because I probably gave it to you. I had that 210 speaker behind my truck, um, but I didn't have the, the camper shells. So I just had it behind the seat so much so that the seat would not go all the way back. So I sacrificed my driving. I was like <laughs> leaning forward over the steering wheel because I had to have just that thump coming out of uh, the rusty S10 I was driving around town. Yeah, and I believe that them exact speakers are in our parents' attic to this day, which leads us to the hoarding that you do when you're older, that I might use this. I I'm, I catch myself doing it from time to time, random screws, bolts, miscellaneous pieces of metal. I think I might use this. That's that's another thing that definitely our, our dad, um, you know, he could have a three-foot piece of two-by-four left out of the 29 two-by-fours that he purchased to build something. And he is going to save that three-foot piece because you never know. You might need that two-by-four. And, uh, I mean, everybody needs a three-foot section of two-by-four laying around for 13 more years before you use it. I could make fun of him for that, but I'm usually the one that calls and said, hey, you got a, a two-by-four about two foot long. I could really use it for this job I'm about to uh, make up here at the house that I'm trying to fix up dad style. Now, but before we – and I guess it's not before because we've already kind of thrown – um, dad underneath the bus. I, I want to <laughs> jump back a, a few steps and say, first of all, my dad, I've never heard him say a four-letter word, which is crazy in my mind. Um, so much so, it, it, neither one of my parents. Do you remember the first time we heard mom say piss? <laughs> That's funny you brought this up. <laughs> I didn't have that in my notes at all, but I was thinking about this the other day. And it, yeah, I do. It's like a monumental day in our household. Coming from a farm background, my mom believed it was okay to say piss, that she was pissed off. Everybody in the house is jaw dropped. Now, I just remember us kids taking jabs at her. We'd walk through the house, and my dad was fired up because he thought it was a curse word. He thinks fart's a curse word, but that's a different story. So he's thinking piss is a curse word. We're all laughing, and every five minutes, one of us would walk through and go, oh, man, I really got to take a piss just to get under the old man's skin a little bit. Yeah, but that's a great story. But, yeah, we, we never heard our parents say four-letter words except for, for that one that we four, uh, mentioned there. Never saw, and I don't know if they ever have even tried alcohol in their lives. I don't know. Um, one drink the old man's had, he said. Oh, really? Yeah, he got, gave it to him on accident. It was a Jack and Coke, he believes. He said it tasted good, but the bartender jerked it out of his hand after a drink and said, I gave that to the wrong guy. And then handed it over to the other man. I was going to say, probably didn't even wipe the straw off. Just handed it. He didn't. Not at all. Person. So anyway, what I'm trying to get at is our parents really set a, a good example. And when I look back at some of the things that I do that I thought I would never do, it's like you said, it's, it's a lot of things that you thought, why does he keep saying the same thing over and over again? Because I said so. I hated that so much as a kid. I've used that probably 10 times today already. That's me too, because my son's at the three-year-old age of why, 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 why. And he gets to the point where, because I said so, is just the end-all, be-all. <laughs> you know that 
reminds me of a story that because I said so uh, of myself taking a taking a nice SWAT one day. And uh, do you think the story would be better told from my angle or your angle? Because you, we had two totally different angles on this. Are we talking the bike ride to the whooping? We're talking about we're talking about the infamous Seven Up Huffy, the the green Seven Up Huffy that I had that um, had a hard plastic seat on it. And you but, loved it. <laughs> oh, I, of course, of course, we loved it, but. Uh, maybe we can split the story here. The story goes Go the story goes like this. My my mom needed to run up to the grocery store to get something. The Lord only knows what that was. And I wanted to go. And dad being the dad that said no, no meant no in our house. No didn't mean yeah, go ahead and try it and you know, I'll let you do it. Well, I was a little stubborn in my younger days. Also a trait that I get from my father. Indeed. And anyway, my mom took off up to the grocery store without me, and I decided I was going to go up there anyway. So I got on my green 7-Up Huffy uh, bicycle. And that thing was sick. Oh, that thing was sweet. I might even have had the pegs where people could ride on the back. (laughs) That that thing was sweet. But did you have the uh, clothespin baseball card going as you rode down the road? Not on that day, because if I had had the clothespin uh, with the baseball card on there, that may have masked the sound of Dad's flip-flops coming down <laughs> the street. So why, why don't you take the story from here? Okay, so here, first you got a picture of my old man. Quality mustache, pair of dollar store flip-flops. These weren't quality leather flip-flops. They were the dollar store bread tie under the bottom style flip-flops and a bathrobe meant for a four foot two man and he was six one so it hit a mid-thigh he had this bathrobe for a, i mean all of my childhood i can i can still picture it today unfortunately it's blue it was blue i don't know if he still has this blue it was so thin it looked like halloween cheesecloth <laughs> he had washed it so many times over the years well, he heard you get on that bicycle. He's Hold on, time out. Let, let's stop right here. There is no way that he heard me get on my bicycle. I can guarantee, and this is ne- this might be a first on the Man Crib Show as Dave fesses up to something. I am going to go on a limb okay, and we- say Dave was standing right there watching, and I'm going to almost guarantee... Some 30 years later that Dave was standing there watching as Dad was sitting in his chair in his robe, probably without flip-flops on, and as soon as my butt hit that hard plastic seat on the green 7-Up Huffy, I guarantee Dave sat there and said, Dad, Joe said he's going up to the grocery store with Mom. He's on his bike. Come on, tell the truth. All right, but I heard. I'll start it over. I heard you. So forget that part I said. So Dad, freshly out of the shower, still with the door shut, gets a knock on the door from me and Tim, our other brother, saying, "Dad, Mom went up to the store and Joe's riding after him." After she told him no, so he throws on the robe on the way out. Now we're back to the story. You busted me. You got me there. He throws on his robe, ties it up real tight for no reason whatsoever because the stuff was hanging out of places it shouldn't have been anyway. 
slips on his Dollar General flip-flops, and he runs what I would assume probably 60, 80 feet down the road. <laughs> and he had the pendulum swinging back and forth, if you know what I mean. And you could hear the flip-flop give do this, and then you might have heard another smacking sound. So it was double flip-flop. you seen Joe look back. you seen the fear in his yeah. eyes and yeah. the, the quick now, step pedal. And that, that was it. Now, now, most kids would probably go, oh, crap, I'm busted. And they would slam on the brakes, cut through a yard, whatever the case may be. As I turn around and I see my old man hasselhoffing it down the street, blue bathrobe blazing, do I stop? No, I do not stop. I stand up and I keep pedaling as fast as I possibly can. And I do remember the house. I could almost hear the music in between the flops. Yeah, he was going for you. And as you stood up, he grabbed you by the back of that shirt. And I don't think your feet had touched the pedals after like the first two. And he was swatting and kicking. Swat. And if you've ever seen a man kick in a bathrobe, it's not really the most glorious thing you've ever seen. And I'm pretty sure that that green 7-up Huffy took another 15 yards. Because I, I was hauling. I was hauling on that thing. And I got lifted up by the old man. The Huffy kept going. And like you said, I proceeded to get... Uh, uh, a nice swat on the rear end for that one. Now, did he have the wooden paddle in that days? You I know, thought I remembered cool. you coming back saying your butt hurt and you had a splinter in it, but I may be making that story up. That could be from the plastic seat. Who knows? <laughs> it may very well be. I have a similar story of his uh, temper, per se. Which we both <laughs> own today, by the way. Our, our tempers are pretty similar to our old man. Yes, mine to I'm yeah, I got a stew on mine for a while. You you kind of got the uh I see the dad face in you quite a bit. I we we were all probably I was probably 13, you had to be 16 at least, 15 right around there. We all got these sweet <laughs> sweet paintball guns for Christmas and by sweet I mean, they were pumps. They were from Walmart, but us three and our cousins, all boys around the same age, got the same paintball guns, and we thought we were the bee's knees. So we go out and we play a few times, and we realize we're going to need something to clean these guns out with. So we didn't realize there was actual tools they sold at the store. I mean, our Walmart's guns didn't come with all the fancy barrel cleaners. So we were making these eight. Uh, eight to 12 inch dowel rods. We were jamming into these barrels at our uncle's house and dad was there and he came out to the garage, asked us what he was doing. And for some unknown reason, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, I bit down and got near the old man's satchel and with a teeter totter style blow, I still did it back with one hand and flick right in the old man's nuts. And before I could even stand up, he had me by the by the collar of the shirt saying, you want to die, boy? And I hid in the bushes for a solid 20 minutes that day in fear for my life. And like you mentioned before, not that we say he has a temper, but it, it was well-deserved temper with three boys acting the way we did. It was deserved. But, yeah, a ball shot with the wooden dowel rod, I, I was feared for my life. 
And I now when my son's jumping on the bed or something and I'm protecting, I always flash back to that moment and think, yeah, I see, I see the anger. I see where it came from. <laughs> you know what I try to do, and this has to come from the old man as well, when my kids decide they're going to try to do something stupid or you can kind of see it coming, I start looking for something to throw at them or to, to make a noise with or to, to swat their butt with. And I'm sure you've been spanked with uh, a couple of things that you would have never thought would have came across your legs. Yes, sir. I remember uh, clearly there being – I hated the American Legion post here in town because they had this beautiful switch tree <laughs> that the old man would make us go pick. And not because he wanted to whip us, just for the fear of us walking over there and picking a, a switch up. It's never like he beat us with it or anything like that. We were just sent over there out of pure torture of getting the switch that could potentially whoop our asses, to well, say in fewer words. Well, a good swat on the behind doesn't hurt anybody. That's my two cents on that. <laughs> yes, and we we got a nice little uh, comment on Twitter. It's a, it's a little uh, picture card that says, Why? Because I said so. Good one, Mom. You should be a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Thanks for the hashtag TMCS Live. Seth Atwood, you are an amazing man. I like it. I don't know why I can't see that, but yes, please get on uh, Twitter and uh, use the hashtag TMCS Live. And uh, any crazy, funny stories you want to share or pictures, um, emojis, whatever you have that you want to share, just let us know. We'll gladly throw those out there. Yeah, and if you know us and know of another quality story that our dad did in your youth or how you're becoming your dad, feel free to send it over to us and we'll uh, try to get it on here. I'd be willing to bet that we could do the next 30 shows on things that our dads have done that uh, were pretty comical. And the thing that's crazy is when things like this happen today, like I guarantee you um, – as I used to hide from mom and dad in the clothes racks of Venture. Is that store even still around? It is not that I believe. I don't believe so. I think we bought everything on the going out of business sale we could. Perfect. Used to hide in the clothes rack and, uh, yes, got my butt spanked in the store. And nobody called the cops. Nobody got on Facebook and, and said what a horrible parent my parents were for spanking me in the store. Uh, other parents looked and used that as an example for their kids and said, hey, See that guy over there? You keep running away from me. I'm going to do what he did to those kids, to you. But uh, it was just a different time, man. It really was. And our dad was not afraid to use embarrassment either. I remember I had to be 15, and our cousin who I spoke of, one of the cousins we spoke of earlier, we got in trouble doing something. We were fighting back and forth. And he made us hold his belt loop as we walked through the mall at – like 15 and 19, we were holding the grown man's belt loop walking through town. So, yeah, he wasn't afraid to embarrass us. But now I am I get to the point where I go to said, like, Venture or other stores that I'm not going to name. But And I think, man, somebody, they need to do something with that kid. They're swearing at him. They're throwing things. Granted, it's not my job to, to parent everybody's kids. They all got their own style. But I, there's no respect anymore. <laughs> 
Well, and that wouldn't have flown um, in our house, and I'm sure many houses across uh, the United States of America, even 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different time now. And like I said, I, I find myself at some points, for example, I think this briefly got mentioned as the show was starting, but literally three minutes before the show started, a guy down the street deciding to ride his little dirt bike around the block 1,900 times, and I just wanted to go out there and give him a little piece of my mind, and cooler heads prevailed. I didn't pull the dad and go out there and, and pull a mother bear and <laughs> and tell him to stop racing his bike around the around the block, but I definitely wanted to. That's funny. You mentioned the mother bear. Some of the stuff we don't talk about, it just coming up as it goes. But I was totally thinking that, um, when, before we started, the words he would come up with instead of curse words, sometimes he should have just said the curse words. It would have been better. But mother bear, and he had, he has sayings. Our family does that when I say to my wife now, three years later, every now and again, I'll spout a new one out and she'll be like, what? the hell does that even mean and honestly i don't know half the time i just know when to use it because i've heard it so many times and you know when you hear it if you're not the one that said it you know to pay attention and uh, back up because the belt might be coming next yes and if it's from mom you can laugh about it and move on if it's from dad when dad got home Oh, that's right. Mom had this thing where she liked not the belt, but a fly swatter, a little <laughs> baby fly swatter across the back of the legs. That you and you never, you never got the part that actually hit the fly on the legs. You got the wire. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because mom needed glasses and her depth perception was off a little bit, or if she was just that bad at playing baseball, she couldn't hit a target, but it was the wire Every time, it was never the part of the fly swatter that actually hit. And seeing some of her uh, sports skills, which I hate to say that because I'm getting older now. Yeah, and I look terrible (laughs) trying to do anything. It it just didn't hurt. And I remember at first few times I would laugh, and then I'd get it worse when Dad got home. But then I realized if you just did the quality fake cry and ran away, that life was usually okay. (laughs) Yeah, you never got as many swats as I did. And I don't know if that's because you're the baby of the family or I just did that much more stupid stuff. Yeah, pity party of one on your end, pity party of one. <laughs> I had this unique way of, I don't know how I got away with it, but me and dad always had this thing. I knew that if I started laughing uncontrollably, it was out of fear more so than anything else. I would start laughing uncontrollably and then he 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 couldn't handle it. He he started laughing, and then I would I get off off the whipping. So yeah. Well, you, you started laughing uncontrollably after I got my swats. So <laughs> you got out of yours. I got mine. Yes. <laughs> we are both born uh, into. Now I got a question for you, Joe. I know you recently went on a trip. How'd that go? Oh gosh, yeah, it, it was great. It was a a good trip, and there were some things that I did that I'm looking back on. Yep, that's what my dad would have done. Um, or, yep, dad would have stayed here. Or, nope, dad wouldn't have ate at this place. Uh, I mean, there. see, when I go on vacation, I, we, we try to find 
something that's not local to us. And by local um, in the Midwest, something that's not in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Um, you know, so we try to look for something other than a McDonald's or a Olive Garden or a whatever would be close to here. Um, and that's something that Dad would never do. Um, he likes the standard, I want a burger or I want a steak or I want to, doesn't want to go outside the uh, the box on that. He still hadn't tried ranch at 60-some <laughs> years old. So that's, a, that, like you said, that's another episode completely. Well, and I have found, and maybe you found this too, but uh, the trips I have taken since having kids, far more different than the trips you take before you have kids. Yeah, there's no packing up and just saying, hey, let's go. It's it's a whole minivan full of items you got to bring and make sure you have. And if this happens, what are we going to do? And we honestly have it pretty sweet. We have the luxury of technology, which they did not have 15 years ago with iPads and DVD players and things to occupy the kids' time. I, I will say this. Our parents got very, very smart, and this is one thing that I need to figure out. My parents, um, the, and this is the first vacation I can remember, was to Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, I believe it was Daytona Beach, and we went to uh, Disney World. You were probably just a baby because I was like four or five years old. And I distinctly remember, one, it took forever to get there. And we wasted three days getting there. And then after we wasted the time to get there, it's like everybody had to go back to work at a certain time. So here we go for a 20-hour drive home. We're not stopping unless somebody's puking. And and we just kept on going. And looking back on that, I think my parents, after that, drive to Florida from St. Louis, they realized, wait a second, why are we going so far and wasting so much time? And we ended up going, I think our longest trip after that was like three or four hours. And there were many, many, many vacations where we drove like 30 minutes or an hour and then we stopped. And as a kid, and I seen this in my kids too, you can drive wherever you want to, they just want a hotel with a pool in it. Yeah. You could drive around the block and stop with the pool. And that's all you need. I remember we spent countless hours, not like you said, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes away from the house, swimming in a pool. And we thought it was the greatest vacation we've ever been on. It's pretty, and, uh, pretty amazing. And it was. And my dad scheduled his stop at his favorite steakhouse. We got the buffet. We stayed in a hotel with a pool. Did that for two or three days and uh, came back home, and it worked out great. I, I, I mentioned technology, and we, we were talking about our dad's uh, – our dad. We have the same dad in case anybody didn't catch up on that yet. Being a uh, tinkerer, I will say, an entrepreneur of rigging items to work. And I remember a trip to Branson, which is – this would be totally illegal now, where we rode with our uncle, who's – kids I mentioned earlier, in the back of a pickup truck with a camper shell with a power inverter rigged to a TV and a VCR with six kids crammed in the back of a pickup truck. They were they were pretty ingenious for early 90s. I got to give them that. 
We had a TV back there? We did. I, we had. Oh, I thought it was just like an eight-inch speaker they hooked up to the radio. Am I remembering wrong? For some reason, I thought we had a TV. Uh, nonetheless, six boys in the back of a Ford F-150 pickup truck driving four hours to a vacation. Uh, people wouldn't do that today. Or be allowed to, legally, probably. But they were also smart in the respect that they invited three other boys with us to help entertain. And, and that was as the, yeah, as the age increased and it was harder and harder to entertain, they just brought the entertainment with them. And I strongly believe the reason that we did multifamily trips was because we didn't have iPads, we didn't have whatever, and we just sat in the back of the pickup truck and, and kept on doing what we were doing. Yeah, and it was a good time checking out our quality uh what kind of shoes did we all wear that one trip? The Chuck, Chuck Taylors. Yeah, we got them soaking wet at the RV park. I mean, at the water park. Walked 10 miles on a piece of wet cardboard. It's those kind of memories that you never oh, forget, really. You can never forget that. If you don't mind, I'd like to throw some of these uh, top vacation destinations in the United States. And I know we're live and I know we're broadcast all across the world um, here but I'm talking about the United States of America. And these are things that, um, like I said, depending on where you live in the country might be a great idea. I have the top, and I don't know why TripAdvisor.com has done this, but TripAdvisor has given me the top 38, nice round number, the top 38 family destinations. They must really fall off after 38. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to do well, after 38. And, and a lot of them, a lot of them are beaches and go go play in the ocean and play in the sand, which is cool. And I know not all beaches are considered equal, uh, but there are a lot of Florida destinations, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, um, things like that. Here's one I never, ever, ever would have thought of, and it's number 36, Hershey, Pennsylvania. When I think of going on vacation, I don't think about Pennsylvania. However, my kids love chocolate, Hershey chocolate, Pennsylvania. It makes sense. <laughs> My ADD kicked in. I was listening to you the whole time, but for some reason I was thinking how great it would be if they they made squirt guns there. Hershey squirt guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's my ADD. I apologize. I got so off track. But yes, I'll tell you what. When when you visit uh, next summer, go ahead and uh, see if you can take that idea on the road with you. I, I will. I'll get me a Hershey squirt gun. Now these beaches, I I have no problem taking my kid to a beach once or twice. But I feel like for me, that would be somewhere I'd want to go with a significant other or a wife. I don't know if I'd want to take my kids repeatedly to the beach. I'll just get a sandbox and splash some water on them in the backyard. Maybe that's the redneck Midwest in me. And like you said, if I live closer, it may be doable. But it just seems like a lot of work to watch a kid and not drown in the water. For well, and I think, I think that a lot of this, too, depends on the age of the kid. And, uh, you know, thinking um, on a one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old level um, and wondering – what in the world are they going to do? Are they going to go out to the ocean and 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 drown, or you know, are they going to throw sand in their face and and cry? Um, I took my kids to the beach and they enjoyed it, but they much rather would have 
wanted to be in the hotel pool. So that's kind of um, one thing there. I'm looking down, and from like number 38 um, to like number 20, these are all like beach, the Fort Myers Beach, Florida, um, Hawaii. I mean, who doesn't want to take a family vacation there, right? Yeah. Now, you did mention one before the show that I, too, am wondering what a kid would do. Niagara Falls, New York, number 24. I, I was just getting there. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, kids are so, they need stuff, and they need more, and they need more, and they need more, and they're always wanting something to do. I would think that looking at a waterfall for the first 15 seconds might be cool. And then after that, I, I really don't know what they would do there. Now, I do know that there is like a, a water theme park little thing there. I didn't uh, know that. But uh, other than that, standing there looking at water, like you said, would be cool with a spouse or a significant other. But I, I really don't think a 5 to 25-year-old would really care to stand there and look at it. I agree. Now, what about, do they get the uh, the Brock, is that the Brock umbrella? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm picturing Jim Carrey saying, back to you, fuckers. That's all I can think about in this Brock umbrella. And, and for those of them that, is it called a Brock umbrella? We're from the St. Louis area, and all I can picture is this Brock umbrella that sits on your head. Do you know, have any idea what I'm talking about? I remember the the movie, um, and I can picture Jim Carrey there, and I, but I just I don't know what they're what they're actually called. So if somebody wants to uh, leave a comment on Twitter, um, hashtag TMCS Live, um, you can help us out there. Um, coming in at number twenty two on TripAdvisor.com's top thirty eight. Um, family destinations is uh, a place that you and I know well. And I don't have it in front of me, so tell oh, me great. what that is. It's Branson, Missouri. We've been there like 59 times because that's uh, our go-to. When my mom and dad were like, oh, we need, we need to go somewhere. I really don't know where to go. Uh, where are we going to take these boys to? Uh, what are we going to? I know. Let's go to Branson for the 19th time. The Applebee's of vacations. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now, I will say it is a family-friendly. I mean, there's shows there. Um, there's music. There's uh, religious shows. There's um, the whole go-kart, putt-putt golf, the, the touristy stuff. So I, I do think that is an experience for sure. Um, but it, like I said, it's something that you and I, experienced multiple times and it seems like we just took a family vacation like old school style mom and dad went all the the family went like a year or two ago yeah it was it's been two years we all stayed in in the same condo which is a fun experience you get to learn a lot about each other there but we won't get into that um yeah it was fun I remember, I, I still remember trips there as a kid to the water parks and that's the destination in which we all rode in the back of the truck as as kids, and Dad had his kid first kidney stone on which we thought he was dying. So we've had a lot of great experiences in Branson. And maybe, like you said, it's because of where we're located and the times we've got to spend there. Some of these places I I can imagine would be nice, 
but I've just never been there. I don't know if I would fly my kids to Hawaii, like you said, but I I had a good time in Branson. I also see on the, I don't know if it's on this, this one, but there's a Midwest travel for our, our local people. Yep. To Chicago. Now I kind of have mixed emotions about that because there is a lot of stuff to do, but it just seems like a lot of walking and carrying and dragging a kid around, honestly. And it's one of the most dangerous cities in the United States, which we probably shouldn't uh, broadcast that. But, yeah, it's uh, evidently the top um, family destination in the Midwest. Um, there is a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but like you said, it make sure you stay in the right spot um, and bring your walking shoes because that's what you're going to do. And uh, and be prepared to pay like twenty to thirty dollars a day to park somewhere. So yeah. Uh, On top of yeah, if you drive up or finding a car seat, it like most of it depends on the age of the kid. I would say early teens probably enjoy it. Anything below that, it's basically you're dragging them around for your enjoyment of showing them Chicago. Yeah, and you know there are kid things, and every major city has an aquarium, and Chicago has one too. It's a it's a pretty cool aquarium, um, but like you said, it's going to be one of those you're going because you want to go. And, and I'm not trying to bash Navy Pier, but it's a pier. You walk out on it, it's shopping. It's nothing really, in my not opinion, even, not even that great of shopping, really. Right, right, and there's nothing, in my opinion, that the under ten year old kid would appreciate or even care to do besides walk around yeah take a boat the boat ride's nice they got a lot of great museums but how how long can you keep a young kid's attention at a museum not very long so yeah i would i would put that one down a little further myself i do yeah it's the it's the top um midwest family destination i do want to point something out and i'm sure it's not just chicago but um some people do not realize this that a lot of the uh, museums and a lot of the things that you can do, for example, the aquarium um, in Chicago, Shed's Aquarium, if you are an educator, um, you're a teacher in the state of Illinois, you get in free to that. And a lot of cities have deals like for military personnel, uh, for state workers, things like that. Um, if you don't get in free, a lot of uh, major cities on these things will have discounts. So make sure you check those things out. Have you ever noticed, and this baffles me, I often see commercials on TV. I'll use Missouri as an example because I'm pretty, we're pretty close to Missouri here in Southern Illinois. And they show these beautiful scenery and gorgeous places. Missouri. Can you, have you visited lately? And I think to myself, where the hell is this place? Cause I have never seen anything close to this. Johnson shut in state park. Um, I mean, you, I, you have seen, to get yeah. out of right. You just you just have to get out of, of and this is um, something that you know, depending upon your kids and the, upon the age, don't always look for that major city. I mean, Kansas City is awesome, St. Louis okay, but I mean, look for those little in between. You know, there there's a lot of space um, south uh, of like Branson, which was one of the top. Uh, national family destinations. There's there's uh, awesome lakes and streams and, and, and all sorts of outdoorsy things um, to do. I remember distinctly having 
on the trip home from Branson, stopping at, I don't even remember the name of this restaurant, and we just went again last last time we went. Lambert's, the home of the Throwed Rolls. Yeah, that was like the shit. Like a lot of times that was all we waited for the whole trip was to get back to Lambert so they could throw another roll at us. For sure. And that's part of the part of the vacation thing, especially even now with kids, because I know when my kids were in there, they're like, oh, my God, they're throwing food like this is so awesome. Just that little dinner time, it just makes a trip that much cooler for the kids if they remember something like that. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate flying with a passion. I'm scared to death of it. I get motion sick. So I drive everywhere, and I I recommend it, honestly, because you get to see, like you said, a lot of the little stuff, the world's largest ball of yarn or the largest rocking chair ever, a lot of things that you would miss flying, you get to see on the drive. I'll tell you what it takes to drive, and I, I'm i not a fan of flying. Um, I, I know it's awesome to get on a plane, and two hours later you walk out and you're in New York or you're in California or, or you're in Florida, uh, and, and the time thing is cool. I'll tell you what it takes to drive. It takes more planning. You have to plan more because you have to – Find those little things, the the biggest ball of yarn, the home of Superman, the big ketchup bottle, the the world's largest whatever. Um, so it does take a little bit of planning, and it does take, obviously, a little bit more time to drive. But, man, you get you get to see so much of uh, the United States or wherever you live that, like you said, you would miss if you were flying. Yeah, and with kids, like you said, it's more planning. When you're young, it, it's more, I don't need a plan. I can drive and see whatever I want, stop when I want. But when you got to worry about sleep times and nap times and pee times, there is a lot of planning that goes into a trip like that. We recently, I'm sorry, we recently went camping. That's, that's our thing. We just got a camper. We're excited. We've been on a couple camp trips. We went to a beautiful campsite. Some call it. We don't. That wasn't for us. Uh, I won't throw the name out there, but there's a lot of members, and it felt very clicky. And our son played in the rocks and drove his thing for two, three days and loved it. He loved every minute of it. Looking at the lake, playing in rocks, driving his gator to the playground. I mean, just anything to get away from the house, the kids will enjoy. But don't fly. <laughs> Some people, flying is the only way to go. and I, And I think if... You had a short amount of time. If you were trying to get the most bang for your buck and you had three days or four days to do whatever it is you were going to do, I, I mean, you almost have to fly, depending upon how far it is, because you'll, you'll waste some time uh, driving. However, um, you know, it, it just really just really depends on where you're going, I guess. I do want to throw out... Uh, I'm back to TripAdvisor.com's uh, top 38 places for families to go. Um, and one place that I'm also familiar with that I, I just love the city and I think it's a fun place to go, but I don't think I would take my kids there, and that's Nashville, Tennessee. We went as young teens 
with parents that didn't drink. I think it, some of it depends on the environment that your parents want to enjoy. We went to the Grand Ole Opry and seen uh, that lady with the hat. What's her name? Howdy! <laughs> that's her. <laughs> My eardrums are probably bleeding, but that's okay. Yeah, we we got to sit with the statue and went to the Wild Horse Saloon. And Her name is Minnie Pearl. Minnie Pearl. Yes, that's her. Amazing woman. But... There, there wasn't a whole lot for us to do. Was there a theme park or a water park or something there? Um, uh, they do have a uh, a zoo that I guess is supposed to be like one of the best in the in the nation. Uh, but see, when I think of Nashville, I don't think, hey, I'm going to drive or fly to Nashville to go to a zoo because most major cities uh, have a zoo anyway or a zoo close enough. So I, I really don't think about going on vacation to just go to a zoo. Um, so I, I mean, in my opinion, the thing to do in Nashville, like you said, is you see the Grand Ole Opry, uh, the Opryland hotel is awesome. Uh, and I was just in Nashville recently, like two, three weeks ago, and they are just building and building and building, um, all of these, what look like high rise condos, um, downtown. So, um, you know, the thing of Nashville is go to Broadway, listen to the music, um, it's a place to take your bachelor party and, uh, you know, drink. I don't think it's a place to take your kids. That's just my own two cents on that. And if you live in Nashville, you may have a better idea of the outskirts of what to do. Obviously, we don't. Any of these stick out as something that you would absolutely not take your kid to? Um, I saw... Yeah, besides flying them to Hawaii, and that's probably because I'm broke. Um, number 21 on TripAdvisor.com's top 38 destinations, L.A. Now, I, I do think L.A. is worth seeing. I've never been there. It would be awesome to to go check that out. But just reading the, the little snippet that they leave here, as soon as it says... Keep the family entertained with historic sites. That usually says, hey, your young kids don't want to go see some historic site. Some dead man uh, statue, <laughs> essentially. But, you know, the, and, and like I said, I haven't been there. Maybe my opinion would change if I had been there. We've already talked about uh, Niagara Falls. I, I really don't think I would do that. Um, Washington, D.C., I don't think I would take young kids there, but you get to the uh, teenage years, maybe 7th grade through 10th, 11th, 12th grade, might be something. And, again, it depends on the kid, what they're interested in. Uh, but to me, Washington, D.C. just seems like walking around looking at a lot of things that kids probably don't really care about or think about. We just got another uh, tweet here on the Man Crib Show. It said, is Vegas on the list? Vegas is not on the top 38 um, family destinations. And, you know, it's interesting. I had this conversation uh, a couple months ago. There was a coworker that was going to go to um, was going to go to Las Vegas. And I'm like, really? You're going to take your kids to Las Vegas? And once again, Vegas is something that I haven't been to. Um, I personally would go to play blackjack or craps or something like that, but... But uh, Vegas has a lot of free entertainment that does not involve uh, gambling or gaming or, or anything like that. Lots of shows, 
a lot of waterfall, uh, uh, water things, um, light shows, laser shows, music, all, all sorts of stuff um, going on in Las Vegas, which I don't know if it's top 10 material, but I would say top 25. Why not? Take, take your, your family to, to Las Vegas. Now, don't they have, isn't Hoover Dam located there around Vegas, or am I imagining that? I, I failed geography. You did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I do, believe, I do believe it is. Uh, I only I mention believe. that because of Vegas vacation, they go into the Hoover Dam. Well, then it, it has to be true because Chevy Chase said so. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that he did. All right, let, let's just, uh, since we're from the Midwest, we'll wrap off some of the uh, the top Midwest travel destinations with your kids. One that I thoroughly enjoyed, um, the Black Hills and the Badlands in, in uh, South Dakota. What an awesome outdoor experience. And it's one of those where your kids can get out on the rocks, on the Badlands, and just kind of explore. And once again, it just depends on the kid. But if you're into outdoor things and things that look cool that you can actually touch, like, you know, you go to some history museum and everything's behind the glass and the kids can't touch it, where the Black Hills and the Badlands, um, you can touch it. You can get out on there and uh, just go for it. I went there pre-kids, and it, 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 it it's an awesome place for adults, too, really. it is It is a sight to see. It is. It's a big glory. It's kind of a, just a big glorious hole, but it's one of them things. It's like, wow. It's just the pure magnitude and size of it. It's, and the gophers. You can chase the gophers around. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Watching them pop up and out of the holes and back in and back up. For sure. The last couple of Midwest travel things, um, for kids, which by the way, Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana is not on the list. Um, not a place I've been, but I do want to go because you get free soda and free sunscreen the whole time you're there. I, that is a weird thing to get for free. The soda <laughs> you had me, I don't, I'm not sure about the sunscreen. Only, only in Santa Claus, Indiana. Um, the other two places of interest, um, that families like to go to, Minneapolis, Minnesota, of course, the Mall of America. I don't know that I would take young, young kids here, but once again, you get to the, the over 10 years old, the 12 to, to teens, um, more than 500 stores in this thing and an amusement park inside the Mall of America, definitely something you could go to. Um, and then last but not least, and I want to check this out, and I wish I could have went there uh, this summer, but time's just going to run out on me, and that's the Wisconsin Dells. I believe our brother will be there tomorrow, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in Chicago now watching the Cubs car, uh, cut, not Cubs, White Sox Cardinals game, and he, I believe they're heading to the Dells the following day or the day after. Well, it is the water park capital of the world. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing and your kids like water and they're of a certain age, once again, probably not something you want to take your three- to five-year-old to, um, but above 10 years old, sure. And this is a destination that would have been awesome as a kid to go to and just run around. And now that I'm old acting like my dad and I have to keep my T-shirt on the whole time so I don't scare any of the little kids, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to wait a few years, I think, uh, to take my kids there. Your dad bod could be the new hot trend. The ladies may be all over it. 
I'm, I'm, uh, no, not no, gonna happen. Not so much. All now, right, let's get. Go, oh, go for I it. Was, I was going to throw out the St. Louis City Museum. For anybody that hasn't been to the St. Louis area, if you're going to attend a game, and here we go with the. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. If you're in the St. Louis area, check it out. They don't. St. Louis doesn't have a lot of glorious spots that aren't regular museums, but St. Louis City Museum is a unique and crazy kind of place that kids love. Wow. Now Joe has a minion <laughs> on hand. I just saw the movie yesterday, man. It was uh, pretty good for the kids, too. And the St. Louis City Museum, by the way, is awesome. Um, all sorts of recycled parts, all sorts of uh, things. If you're coming to St. Louis for some sort of trip, Definitely check it out. It's one of the highlights, I think. And it's not a museum. No, it is not a museum. Um, be prepared to climb around things. Uh, be prepared for your kids to go down in tunnels and pop out uh, somewhere else. Um, they have the rooftop now um, with slides and, and things going on up there. Pretty awesome. If you've never been to the St. Louis City Museum, which is not a museum, um, if you come to St. Louis, make it happen. It's worth the trip. For sure. Well, you got anything else, or is this going to wrap us up for this evening? You didn't let me get to my doo-doos, and I'll do them real oh, quick. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-
but chances are we're going to take some really cool pictures of some really different angles of things that maybe you didn't even realize, and they're going to take pictures of things that they like that maybe you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go past this. Uh, so definitely give your kid a camera, and if it's a digital camera and it can just take picture after picture after picture, who cares? Delete the ones with their fingers in front and delete the ones – uh, when they take a picture of your butt and you're really not paying attention, just go with it. Give your kid um, a camera. Unless your butt looks good, and then keep it. Does my butt look big in these jeans? It looked good. All right, here are some <laughs> here's some things um, that uh, you don't want to do when traveling with kids. And all of this, uh, for me, is based on uh, I like to drive, as Dave mentioned before. But one thing you do not want to do is do not forget to pack like snacks and food and, and drinks and things like that. You can save a whole boatload of money uh, just by not stopping at a gas station every hour and a half and loading up on the combos and loading up on the five sodas and loading up on just random junk, the beef jerky, um, throwing my, my stuff I buy out there. But uh, <laughs> there's just so much junk that you load up on at these uh, mega gas stations. Just bring snacks from home. The, the kids are going to eat it anyway. You're going to eat it. Um, a highlight of my trip was the bag of Twizzlers we brought. That was pretty cool. And kids cannot talk with a mouthful of candy. That's true. It's it's uh, entertaining for them to eat. It, it buys you some time. So um, definitely do not forget to bring snacks along with you. Uh, second thing do not do. Do not book every second of the trip. We need some downtime. And I don't know about you, but things with kids take a whole hell of a lot longer than they do when it's just yourself. Because I can walk through an aquarium or in a museum or a whatever, and I can be in and out in 30 minutes to an hour. But by the time you have kids dragging you here, dragging you there, ooh, look at this. Ooh, I want to see this. Oh, we're going to the dolphin show now. Oh, we're going this. Don't try to book every second of every trip. Um, your kids need downtime. And you're going to need downtime. Uh, just make sure you plan some downtime. I find that the bigger the rush I'm in, the the more little things the kid gets into. Or got to pee or got to poop at the, the most unideal times, which a poop story is another episode. But, yeah, I find that the bigger, the more I'm in a rush and I'm trying to – Plan everything to a T, the more frantic everything definitely gets. That's for sure. And when you're in a rush, you're going to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Uh, for example, um, for example, something that you wouldn't do, it, you know, maybe you wouldn't buy something. And you're in a rush, you're in a rush. The kid says, your kid says, I want this, I want to buy that. You're strapped for time, so you just buy it quickly and and go. You know, so just get some get some time, and you can feel free to jump in with that in just a minute. Um, here's my a number one thing, and this might just be me, but when I was younger, before kids, I would stay at any motel late, any uh, if it looked kind of shady. I was like, oh, this place is only forty nine bucks. I'm staying here. When you have kids and you're on a family vacation, don't book some shady motel, hotel. Your kids are going to be crawling around on the on the uh, carpet. 
You don't want some disgusting stains all over the bed. And your kids are probably going to want to swim in the pool. So if you're booking some shady motel hotel, Lord only knows what that pool's going to look like anyway. So do not spend the extra 20 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever it is. Do not book some crap hotel. <laughs> I'm just imagining your your kids crawling around on the dirtiest floor possible because this sounds like words of wisdom through experience. Now, th this is a little experience, but I will throw in, don't book some five-star hotel, too, that's way over the top because kids can be embarrassing, and there's nothing more embarrassing than being in this high-dollar hotel that you paid a lot of money for, going down and spending $20 a plate for the scrambled egg breakfast and having your kids throw things or having them go down there in their Walmart T-shirt and everybody else is in suit and ties. So so don't overbook the hotel either, but definitely spend more than $29 to get yourself a hotel room. Mm -hmm. When they call it the no-tell hotel, that ain't where you take your kids. <laughs> Be sure, by the way, I'm going to throw this out there, and please do yourself a favor and Google this. You, you want to make sure that you check this out. The Stadium Inn. Hold on, uh, I'm Googling. Okay, you can Google it. The Stadium Inn, Nashville, Tennessee. Go through, read the reviews. You will find the best hotel review ever. It, it might take a little searching. The Stadium Inn, Nashville, Tennessee. I've never stayed there, but the review is priceless, and hopefully you will not take your family there as well. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought you were going to something where real nice for these people, and you, you leave no. them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. On that note, <laughs> the first thing I see is I was told there was a wrestling match going on. I don't know if I I need to look any further than I heard there was a wrestling match going on. There you go. With with that, we will leave you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Man Crib Show. Once again, this will be available um, on iTunes in a couple of days. You can check us out um, on Facebook. Make sure you're following us on Twitter um, at the Man Crib Show, and be sure to use. Uh, the hashtag TMCS Live, all sorts of show ideas, all sorts of other things uh, going on. And I believe before we head out, you did get one more uh, tweet, right? About yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, thanks again for sending the tweets. I really do appreciate it. I didn't realize I could show them or I would. I'm becoming my dad. It says turn off the lights when you leave the room. We've heard that a few times in our youth. Yeah. Yep, that comes with uh, you know, close the door. Quietly. Turn the lights off. <laughs> my, we're trying to leave the show, but my new one is <laughs> jiggle the toilet handle. The water's still running <laughs> because we can't fix it. Well, yes. we could. We, we just refuse not to. Anyway, check us out online, themancribshow.wordpress.com. Find us on Facebook. Make sure you click like uh, the Man Crib Show and keep those tweets coming, the Man Crib Show on Twitter with the hashtag TMCS live. Lord only knows what we'll do next show. It's probably something our dads would do. That's right. Make sure you comment. Give us some ideas. We'd love to hear your ideas so we can incorporate them here in the show. 
And I'm pretty sure our next show will probably be uh, the first week of August, just throwing that out there. But uh, no for sure date set yet, but keep your eyes on Twitter, Facebook, um, and themancribshow.wordpress.com for the next show coming up. All right. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you next time. Good night.